Well, this is it, folks. We're going to say some goodbyes. We're going to look back on some goodbyes in Ducks and hockey history, for that matter, on this episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over the decade, and I'm also currently the public address announcer for the Coachella Valley Firebirds of the American Hockey League, among other things. Uh, Just a reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., etc., at free on Amazon, you could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get right into it because, you know, got, got some goodbyes that I wanted to talk about today. And we're going to start with probably one of the better goodbyes in Ducks history. At least in my opinion, one of the better goodbyes in Ducks history. And this one just happened last year. And I will show really quickly that, you know, got a little, you know, if, if you see on the TV screen, you can see that it's the Ryan Gesloff final game towel that they gave away at the Ponda. So Ryan Getzloff, I think, is my top choice for farewell games, partially because of what he meant to the franchise, partially because, you know, he actually showed out on his final game. And that's what I want to go through first. I talked about this, um, not on the YouTube side because we weren't on YouTube at the time, but looking back as far as like the audio I remember how I felt around that time when Getsy was retiring I was sad I I will admit it was sad to see Getzloff go but it was also the right decision because of everything that he had put into this team and where the team was I think he he knew it was time and because he knew it was time he said you know what I want to go out on my own terms I want to go out while I can at least still perform I think he would have rather retired while still being able to play instead of being one year too late. And I think for any athlete, you would rather retire at the top of your game instead of playing one year too many. This is kind of a common theme for a lot of players that just cling and hang on for dear life. And the way they have their final game is they get cut and don't get that little farewell. For Ryan Getzloff, It turned into kind of a farewell tour of sorts that last month of the season. Even some of the road games that he played, he was getting very proper farewells, might I add. Um, I'm going to go back to... um, I'm going to go all the way back to the last game of San Jose that March, where Getze didn't have, like, that decent of a game. But, you know, the Sharks fans, they were still applauding when they showed him on screen. And that was a start where a couple of players acknowledged him and kind of shook his hand after the game. That's kind of how that started. It wasn't right away, but there were some players on San Jose's side that went over to Getze towards the end of the game and said their farewells. I thought that was really nice. I thought that was cool. So that's how it started. And then it was that final road trip, that final East Coast road trip against Carolina, Florida, and finally Tampa Bay. And that was the big one. Because that was his, I no, his penultimate road game, because the one at Staples Center. But that game at Tampa Bay meant a lot. Because it was the last time that Ryan Getzloff and Corey Perry 
were going to share the ice together. I remember that being a big deal for Ducks fans. That's when all the pictures came out of Pears and Getsy getting together in center ice before the game. And even having them take the opening puck drop at the start of the game, I thought that was really cool to see Ryan Gesloff and Corey Perry take center ice and take the opening face off. That was such a cool moment. And then we got to the last few games. You had the Columbus game. And then you had the game against the Kings, the game at the Kings at Staples Center. And even the Kings fans were applauding. And this will this will kind of be a theme there. The Kings fans were super classy that final game at Staples Center. You know, they all applauded him. They all they all cheered for Getzloff. Every single Kings player after the game saluted him after the game, wanted to shake his hand, wanted to give their words. And I could tell some of the older Kings players, it meant a lot to them. You know, Drew Drew Doughty had a few words for him. And Andre Kopitar and Ryan Getzloff, they talked for what seemed like an eternity. But they were right there out on the ice. And those are the kind of things I like to see. Then we got to the final game. The finale at the Ponda against the Blues. And it wasn't the finale for the Ducks that season. But Ryan Getzloff wanted his final game to be at home. He chose not to play not to play the last two road games against, I think Dallas was the final game that season, and Getsy didn't want to play that, which I respect personally. So that last game against St. Louis, he showed up in a big way. Like It almost looked like he kind of felt like he had an extra pep in his step. He kind of felt that fountain of youth where he went, yeah, like this is my final game. I'm just going to go all out and do whatever I can. And you know what he did? Hmm. Perfect assist for the end of that game. That was that was a cool moment, I think, for me personally. And this was towards the end of the game. Ryan Getzloff, and this was kind of poetic, received a great pass from Troy Terry. I think it was an outlet pass. Yeah, it was an outlet pass to Ryan Getzloff. And then Getzy with a perfect assist to Adam Henrique, his longtime teammate. So you had Troy Terry, who had been his teammate for a while. Henrique, who has been his teammate for a while. They all got together for one final goal towards the end of the game. Rico put it away. And and the crowd cheered. The crowd cheered right away. They knew what was going on. And you could see the emotion in, in Getsy's face when he got that final point. That, that, to me, was the cherry on top of a terrific career and one that I soon won't forget because Getzloff meant and still means a lot to this Anaheim Ducks organization for him to go out like that was a proper way to say goodbye it was a great tribute to the fans it was a great tribute to his teammates, a great tribute to everyone that's put on the Ducks uniform, and even a great tribute to the league because, like I've mentioned before, Ryan Gesloff, I think, could easily be a Hall of Famer. For him to go out like that, that that was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. So, to me, to me personally, I think that's the best Ducks finale that we've ever seen. So, that's just my take on that. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. And I do want to mention one more goodbye, like Ducks goodbye, because there is a really good one that I want to talk about. And we will get to that 
on the other side. And now, let's talk about FanDuel, that is, right? FanDuel is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And NFL season has begun. NBA and NHL seasons are about to begin. Yeah, they're about to begin, folks. We're already in mid-September. And if you want to check out the latest lines, then head over to FanDuel right now because you can get $5 and 200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use, and everything from spreads to player props to futures and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. Also kick off the NBA and NHL seasons as well on FanDuel. FanDuel is the official online sports betting partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network. And please, folks, gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we're giving our farewell. And talking about farewell games on the Ducks, I just talked about Ryan Getzloff. The next one I do want to bring up, and this one is also a slam dunk, but also a two-part finale. And, you know, you'll see why in a second. Tamu Solani, one of the best goal scorers in NHL history. He was already a first ballot Hall of Famer before going into his final season. And this is what I'll remember of that final season. A couple of things. First, I remember the video that went out around this time, 10 years ago, oh God, 10 years ago, where Tamu Solani made a very hilarious video of him suffering through the greens at a local uh, golf resort. And Tamu was having trouble, you know, just getting the ball out of the sand pit. And then he put one into the, into the water <laughs> and he threw his golf clubs into the little lake right there, got his phone and told at the time, Gia Bob Murray. Yeah, th- this is it. You know, one more season, but this is it. This is my final season. And as soon as that video came out, you could kind of see like, wait, 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 what? Like he's coming back one more year, one more, one more run. All right. So, you know, Ducks fans were super excited to see that happen. So as he came back for his final season, he got, he got a lot of proper goodbyes around the league, especially towards the end of the season. But I want to talk about the finale regular season game first. I want to talk about that one. Because that was against the Colorado Avalanche. Now you think, okay, you know, Colorado stinks right now. They're not in the playoffs. They're, you know, they're not looking too good right now. But there was someone on the other side of that roster who was also retiring pretty soon. And his name, Jean-Sebastien Jiguer. Yeah, Jiggy was on the other side of that ice. And everybody knew that that was Temu's final game at the Ponda that that was a treat that was a game that should go down in history as one of the more emotional finales 
in NHL history. We've had some good finales, but that one's emotional. Because Tamu gave his heart and soul to the league for over two decades. And he went out. He still could score. He still could contribute. And Solani went out in a blaze of glory. But what I remember was after the game. Everybody on Colorado's side was going over to Tamu and giving their thanks and shaking his hand and getting emotional. And then we get to the last person on that line, and this was on purpose. Uh, I saw that Jaguar, you know, was heading to the line, let all his teammates go in front of him, saying, like, nope, go in, go go ahead, go, go up front of me. So Jiggy was in the absolute back of the line because he wanted to be the last one to say goodbye and give his thanks to Tamu Solani. And also, at the time, kind of like a thanks for helping lead the Ducks to the promised land in 2007. Yeah, I remember. Jiggy and Tamu were teammates for a long time. And Jiggy had been through it all with the Ducks. 2003, 2007. He was there for a lot of it. And then when he got to the end of that line and you saw the humongous embrace that Tamu and Jiggy gave each other, and then right after they hugged, you know, Tamu kind of grabbed his hand and they did a lap around the pond. That that was cool. That was classy. That was emotional. Yeah, there were tears in the stands, folks. Like, if you were at that game and you didn't at least shed a tear, you're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourselves. Because that was stupid emotional. Just watching that on the screen, watching that was emotional. But for some of the fans there, and I, I remember that was on on Twitter at the time, where there were a few fans that showed up to that last game, and they were typing out like, you know, I've never cried at a hockey game before, but this is it. And as they're finishing their lap, you could see the tears start to come down. And not, not tears like big tears, but just kind of like, they were kind of choked up a little bit because that was it. And you had that nice picture of both of them smiling, looking up at the stands. You know, it was not only a salute to Tamu, but that was a salute to Jaguar as well because those two were super vital parts of those teams. So that was a great, great goodbye and a great farewell game. And probably my favorite one out of all of them because of what it meant. Because of what it meant to the franchise. And then you get to the actual finale game. Because the Ducks did make the playoffs. Second round. Game 7 at home against the LA Kings at the Ponda. I know Ducks fans. Some Ducks fans want to forget that game ever happened. I don't. I don't because of the end. Because that was the end of an era. But also because that's another case where... You know, fans were super classy at the end of that game. Yeah, the Kings just blew out the Ducks. And yes, they had the handshake lines at the end. But there was something different about that one. Because Tamu was just such a popular figure in hockey. And all the Kings knew it. They all absolutely knew it. And each of those players, 
seemed to take just a little bit longer when they got to Tamu Solani in that handshake line. I remember I remember how long some of the players took. You know, Jonathan Quick, you know, he took a few moments with Tamu Solani. And so did Jeff so did Jeff Carter and Andre Kopitar and Dustin Dustin Brown and Tamu Solani. They talked for a while on that handshake line. It, this was going on for a long time. Same with um Getsy's final game, but Dustin Brown, he took a while with Tamu. I think because he understood, you know, the magnitude of Tamu Solani and the magnitude of him retiring. But the cool thing was, you know, after the handshake lines, Tamu remained on the ice. They had music playing. And the, I cannot believe to this day that the Kings fans began this. They started at least um you know, one-on-one section. Maybe maybe Ducks fans started this. But, you know, around the same time, maybe coincidentally, some Kings fans started chanting, Thank you, Tamu. Thank you, Tamu. Clap, clap. Yeah. It, ooh, boy. That was cool. That was cool and respectful for the Kings fans to do that. For the Kings fans to say, Thank you, Tamu. Those are diehard Kings fans that have just seen their team move on to the Western Conference Finals, but that's not what they're thinking about. They're thinking about at the time, thanks Tim Solani for a wonderful career, and thanks for leaving it all out there on the ice. So for that reason, that's why I think that one's a game that I cannot forget. And honestly, another fitting farewell for a legendary duck. So, you know, Tim Solani, we salute you for that. Alright, we are going to head into the second intermission, and I've got a couple of more goodbyes to talk about, so stay locked in. But first, let's talk about Bird Dogs. That is right, Bird Dogs, the most comfortable shorts ever, and if you have not tried Bird Dogs yet, then what are you waiting for? Because Bird Dogs can be worn anywhere, they can be worn on the beach, they could be worn in the gym, or they could be worn to just a casual party with their super comfortable um, in short liners you know they will help you feel really good they'll help you feel comfortable I'm a big fan of the liners and the shorts I like them a lot they're super comfortable not boxy around the legs they're, they give you a nice good fit and feel super comfortable so if you want to try bird dogs for yourself head over to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or use promo code locked on NHL to get a free water bottle with any purchase Once again, that is Bird Dogs, the most comfortable shorts ever. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Actually, welcome back to episode number 754 of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And, you know, on the audio side, not not the video side, obviously, but on the audio side... This is the 754th official, you know, non-bonus episode of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And the final one here. I'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But before we get to that, I want to talk about a couple of more finales. Not Ducks finales, but just memorable final games in NHL history. 
And I've got to start with the great one. Wayne Gretzky. Obviously the best scorer in NHL history. As of right now, the best goal scorer in NHL history. We still got to see if Alex Ovechkin is indeed going to break the goal scoring record. We don't know yet, but, you know, Ovi's coming close. It could be a couple seasons, but it might happen. So as of right now, Gretzky, greatest goal scorer. He's going to be the best point scorer of all time. That record is probably going to stand for all time. Let's be real here. That final game at Madison Square Garden in April of 1999, that that drew a lot of eyeballs. I I watched that game on TV and I was sad because, you know, that's who I grew up watching. Like, you know, one of my first games that I ever watched, Wayne Gretzky put up, I think, two or three points. And I was like, this guy's cool. Like, I like Wayne Gretzky a lot. Uh, this was before, I've said this many times, this was before the Ducks were even a thought. You know, right, right around the time when the movie came out, and, you know, I was more on the side of the LA Kings because, you know, oh my gosh, this really awesome player is playing here in Southern California, Wayne Gretzky, he's the greatest scorer. So at the time, that was that was my team and that was my guy. And he still put up, like, a bunch of points in his last seasons as a New York Ranger. Like, he put up, like, a 90-point season towards the end of his career with the Rangers. A lot of players would kill to have 90 point seasons right now. And those were, those seasons were even at a time when scoring was going down and he was, he was still great. He was still very good. And, you know, he went out on a great note, had that nice ovation in front of the fans, in front of his family, in front of that adoring public at Madison square garden, you know, got to have his final laps that finale was really cool because at least Gretz got to go out on his terms and he wanted to leave in 1999, his jersey number. And by the way, that jersey number is retired across the entire National Hockey League. So no player will ever wear 99 ever again in the National Hockey League. And that was only a fitting tribute to arguably the greatest player in hockey history. The other finale that I want to touch on is something that I just happened to be watching on TV the other day. 2001 NHL Stanley Cup Final between the Colorado Avalanche and the New Jersey Devils and Raymond Bork's final game. That is the finale of finales. Win or lose... That was going to be his final game, and that was it. He had gone 1,826 games without winning a cup. That was an NHL record. And, whew, yeah, Ray Bork waited literally like 22 seasons before finally getting to win the Stanley Cup. And you could even hear the crowd, like, they knew it, that, yeah, Colorado won a cup but a lot of the fans realized it's not just about Colorado this is about Ray Bork this is about him fulfilling his dream after over two decades in the leagues he had he was mired in some great teams but mired in some playoff mediocrity 
with the Boston Bruins for a long time. And I shouldn't say mediocrity. They made the cup final a couple of times, but never won it. And finally, in that game seven, Colorado won it. And Joe Sackett didn't hoist the cup. He took the cup, handed it off to Ray Bork, and Raymond Bork was the first one to raise the cup. And I love the call from Gary Thorne in that one. And it, it was poignant. It was beautiful. Great to see Raymond Bork win the Stanley Cup in his ultimate grand finale. What better way to go out? I mean, that's that's some players' dreams, is to go out on top winning the Cup. That, I think, is probably the greatest finale in NHL history. I mean, I gave mine for Ducks history, but in NHL history, I think nothing tops Raymond Bork. But what do you guys think? You know, send me your thoughts. What do you think is the best finale in hockey history? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments. All right. I've mentioned that this is episode number 754 on Locked on Ducks. And the final one, you know, here. The last one, I mean, physically here, as I've alluded to, um, you know, <laughs> moving out of here. Yeah, it's a little bittersweet, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to where I'm going to be going next, and it's going to be a good adventure. And just to peel back the curtain, I'm actually recording this a few days before this actually comes out on YouTube. By the time you watch this, I will have already moved out of here. I will be gone. So this is getting recorded ahead of time. But, you know, it's, I mean, it's always emotional to, you know, move everything out. Like, yeah, like, it doesn't matter who you are. It's always emotional. So just to be a little bit talky here, um, you know, going to be some changes to the podcast. Change, change is more cosmetic because once I finally get settled in, then I'll have a nice new studio uh, I'll get to decorate it how I want. It's it's going to look really cool. At least in my head, it's going to look really cool. So as the weeks go by, you might notice that I'll try that I'll be in a couple of different spots. Um, you know, I I won't be home because I won't have a home at the time. But you know, it'll look a little different for the next few weeks. But just bear with me, folks. As you know, I navigate one move and move into a new spot and. While I'm sad about that, I'm also very, very excited to be joining you from a new studio pretty soon. So I super, super look forward to that. And, you know, just as always, thanks for the support. You know, can't wait to talk to you guys from a new setting and get to say to you, welcome to Locked on Ducks in a brand new studio. I mean, I'll probably actually say that just for fun. And it'll probably look barren at first, but, you know, as the weeks go on, I got a whole bunch of hockey memorabilia, like sports memorabilia. I got a lot of cool stuff. And, you know, I'll probably I'll probably bust this out for the first game because by the time I move in, it'll be, like, a little bit colder. I got to bust this out. I still have this beanie to this day. You know what I bought this, guys? I bought this in 2003. That was a long time ago, folks. So this beanie is 20 years old, but I'm still going to wear it for that first game in that new studio. You know, I got some other hockey stuff here. You know, I got a Calder Cup Finals puck from this past season. So that's pretty cool. 
And some, maybe I'll throw in some game show memorabilia stuff too, because I'm a big game show fan. So why not? I'll just throw some stuff all around. It'll look cool. So, yeah, kind of. I talked about goodbyes, and I thought it was fitting to talk about goodbyes as I say goodbye to this space. Yeah. And just to let you know, because of this change, uh, there will be no episodes for the next few days. We'll be back in a few days, maybe even a week. Who knows when this will happen, but, you know, no shows for a few days. We will be back from a new spot, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, thank you all so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, ad-free on Amazon, also on YouTube. You can email the show at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And, you know, sincerely, thank you all so much for all your continued support. It's so appreciated, and I can't wait to talk to you guys from a new spot after this one. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please remember to be safe out there. Please be safe out there. Please be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. So long, everyone.